I'm Jonathan Kim, and this is Rethink Reviews, where we take a deeper look at current and past films and how they relate to the world today. This is what we're going to do. This op is compromised. We're going to cut them loose, and we're going to make this peak. When we make this peak, you're going to get comms up. We're going to call for extract, and we're going home. Roger that, sir. Roger that. Lone Survivor is based on the best-selling book of the same name by Marcus Luttrell, a former Navy SEAL whose four-man team was attacked during an operation in Afghanistan. The film is exciting, well-acted, realistic, and extremely harrowing as the wounded, outnumbered SEALs attempt to evade their pursuers and contact their base to arrange an escape. If you love the military and action movies about loyal, tough-as-nails military men, Lone Survivor more than delivers and is definitely the movie for you. But that isn't who I am at all. So while I found few faults with the film's execution, let me give you my take on why I find movies like Lone Survivor incredibly problematic and hard to enjoy. The film details the events of Operation Red Wings, a failed 2005 attempt to kill a Taliban leader called Ahmad Shah, played by Youssef Azami. For the operation, a reconnaissance team is sent to scope out a small mountain village where Shah is believed to be. The team consists of Michael Murphy, played by Taylor Kitsch, Marcus Luttrell, played by Mark Wahlberg, Matt Axelson, played by Ben Foster, and Danny Dietz, played by Emil Hirsch, with their commanding officer at the base, played by Eric Bana. But when some goat herds stumble across the team, the SEALs decide to let them go instead of murdering them, even though it means aborting the mission. But unable to contact their base to arrange an extraction, the team soon finds themselves under attack by a large Taliban force with a strange fondness for eyeliner. So why do I take issue with a seemingly straightforward story like Lone Survivor? While the main characters are likable and easy to admire for their devotion to each other, their coolness under fire, and for being some of the toughest men on the planet, let's not forget that the Four Seals represent the biggest, most powerful military in world history as it occupies one of the world's poorest and most war-torn countries. The equipment each SEAL carries probably costs more than what 20 Afghans make in a year, and the cost to train, house, transport, and equip a single SEAL could vaccinate entire villages for a generation. Conversely, the Taliban fighters are mostly using decades-old Russian weaponry and are fighting in robes and sandals without the protection of body armor, advanced logistics, or billions in air support. There's also an implication in the film that any Afghan who hates the U.S. presence must be Taliban, which ignores the way anyone would feel if soldiers from a foreign military interrupted your everyday life, shouted at you in another language, tied you up, and pointed guns at your family's heads. While there's nothing I like about the Taliban, let's remember who the real underdogs are, in that who the good and bad guys are in a war has more to do with the big picture and politics than the traits and actions of individuals. But I'm sure many would say that the big picture and politics shouldn't matter. All that matters is these men, their bravery and heroism, and what they sacrificed for each other and to defend our freedom. This argument smacks of what I see as America's unhealthy habit of soldier worship, a bipartisan affliction where American soldiers are seen as unimpeachable heroes defending American freedom regardless of a war's true motives, tactics, consequences, or whether American freedom is even under threat, where support the troops easily becomes support the war, any war, just because Americans are fighting in it. But if you believe that, then you'd have to agree that soldiers in any conflict, regardless of what side they're on, have friends, families, and have committed acts of bravery and sacrifice for each other and their cause. Do acts of bravery by the Taliban deserve movies celebrating, honoring, and fetishizing them? Aren't they, from another perspective, also heroes? Or when it comes to non-Americans, do we hold those fighters to a different standard, now claiming that context really does matter? Watching a movie like Lone Survivor, I can't help thinking about issues like these, and when something as weighty and dire as war, painting every American conflict as heroes defending our freedom does a disservice to everyone. Lone Survivor is rated R and opens today. I'm Jonathan Kim, and this is a Rethink Review for Uprising.